fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. 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 <laughs> Hi, right while you're taking a hit? Yup. <coughs> Excuse me. How's everyone doing today? It's Tuesday, February 22nd, 2011, episode 60! Woo! Ba, 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 ba. Episode 60 of the Hotbox. My name is Matt, and of course, this is Sandy. Hi. How you doing, Sandy? I am good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Uh, of course, Tuesdays, Saturdays, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern, watch this show live, Hotbox TV, on the site, hotboxpodcast.com slash live, that'll take you right there to it. A couple announcements with the show and the site, if you go to hotboxpodcast.com on a mobile device, you may have seen this in the show notes, Um, if you got an Android or an iPhone or whatever, go to the site, automatically, it's like, hey, I can't help but notice you're on a phone. I'm going to just format this specially for you in a nice touch-sensitive format. Thank you, uh, computer gnomes. It's beautiful. Yay. I like it. I, I check it out on the phone. It's Honestly, it's easier to read the show notes on the phone than it is on the site <laughs> really? for some reason. Because I'm not good at CSS yet. But it works. Um, and that's there. Also, check this out. Hmm. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Hotboxpodcast.com slash forums. Boom. We're going to share forums since a lot of you are the same listeners between the the Hotbox and the Jamhole. We now have the forums set up in a very symmetrical, very... It looks very organized like and pretty. I like it a lot. We have the Jamhole, and then we have that stuff, mm-hmm. and then we have at the bottom the Hotbox and that stuff, and then in the middle, we have the middle ground. The and that's where <laughs> the listeners from both shows can go and just talk about whatevs. Hey. Whatever you want. It's all there. Burger, he's our forum mod, the only one we have. Uh, he does good work. And uh, I'm on you, there. Burger. Sandy's on there. Dana from the Jam Hole's on there. Mm-hmm. We're all on there. So check it out. If you want to send us news stories, you can post them in there. Uh, if you want to look at the show notes and discuss the episodes, you can post in there. Or you can go to the site and post on each episode. There's a comment section there. So check that out. Uh, check out the show notes for the last episode. Everything we talked about, all the news stories we discuss and dissect. Uh, they're all right there, so boom! Yay. There you go. The gnomes have been busy. Yes, they have. Last order of business. I want you all live listeners, and if you're not driving, listening to this right now, go to hotboxpodcast.com/slash/wayhighpatrol. <laughs> you see this shirt, camera two. You see this? That is a badass shirt. Montana Way High Patrol. You see the sticker uh, on the poster there on uh, camera two. In the upper right-hand corner of the blue Pet the Giant Boner poster. <laughs> you may think that's a highway patrol. Nay, it's uh-uh. a way high patrol sticker. Way high. Go to that site. There's 16 of them done. If your state's not done and you want it done, let me know and I will make it. Do you have Michigan on there? Uh, I don't know. Well, let's, Burger might appreciate Let's go to that. hotboxpodcast.com <laughs> slash... Way high. <laughs> it's hard to type and talk at the same time. Way high patrol. And that'll take me to the the, the Picasso Gallery. Uh, we have Oregon, Wyoming, Washington, Montana, Mississippi, Louisiana, California, Colorado, Georgia, Idaho, Illinois, Kentucky, Arizona, Nevada, 
Nebraska, and Ohio. Oh. I will make Michigan just for you, Burger. Oh. I made those a long time ago, and it wasn't... I didn't make, like, just the medical states. Mm-hmm. I just made, like, random ones. I well, made, it was before there were very many yeah, medical states. Yeah, it was back when I went to that hemp fest, because I sold a bunch of them there. And people were like, dude, these... If you go to go to hotboxpodcast.com slash Patrol, the way I have it set up, you can see what the real... Highway Patrol badge looks like, mm-hmm. and then bigger you'll see the Way High Patrol. What I did with it, so they and are yeah, very cool. Eventually, I'd like to first get all of the medical states done, and then the rest of the states, mm-hmm. just so that they're done. But we're gonna get some stickers made of these. So if you guys want them, uh, pre-order hotboxpodcast.com/slash/donate. Just send you know five bucks, ten bucks, whatever. And once we get them made, we'll send those out to you. And there you go. Yay. And like I said, if you want your state, email info at hotboxpodcast.com and we'll get your state made up just for you. I have a little little thingy to say oh, before please. we really get rolling. This is your show. Hey. Say it. My drive up window works. Are, are we drive through? Oh, yeah. Nice. Can of through all the way. <laughs> all the way. So all you got to do now is when you come down to the office and visit me, 4865 Highway 2 West, where I am a medical marijuana caregiver, um, and you are What's my it called? patient, uh, um, Compassion Center in Montana. There you go. And you are my patient, of course, that is another requirement. Right. <laughs> you can't You can't utilize. just roll in there and be like, yo, I know Matt, it's cool. No, yeah, it's not no, cool. No, You can utilize the drive-up window now. For anybody who might be all like, oh my gosh, a marijuana drive-up window? No! I'm not handing a lit joint who would or be, smoking hold bowl on. out the window. <coughs> who would be, oh my god. Safe what? commie mommies. Why? Because, what does that matter? Because. Because. You know there are people out there that will have a tizzy, but... But I can I drive through and get cigarettes, sure. Oh, but... Oh, you I, can... I can I drive know. through to the pharmacy and get needles... All day long. And no I know problem. from personal experience, you can go through the Walgreens drive through mm-hmm. get painkillers, and yep. take them at the window, yep. and no yep. one will stop you. You could get your painkillers and then get needles to shoot those up yeah. with if you wanted to, All if you were so inclined, and they would it, have to do it. At the drive up, at the drive up window. So Interesting. This is just going to be an easy way, especially for my patients who are unable or maybe you don't want to get out of the car. Patients. Maybe it's snowing and you just yeah. don't want to deal with that i don't well, want to slip and fall and break my hip again yeah you know how many I mean, times i've broke my hip <laughs> well and I, I help some people that you know i mean it's a really big Jay! it's a really Jesus. big deal for them to get out of the house and in the car and then to have to get everything out of the car again and go through all of that just to come yeah. in and spend 15 minutes inside yep. with me and then leave that's nice. No, it's just easier for them to pull up there, let me know how I can help them, and then I can hand it to them through the window where they can then drive home and use it in the privacy of their home. No Which is problem. what they will be reminded of each and every time they pull away. So, but it's up and running now. I'm just excited about it. No, that's it. awesome. Definitely. I'm sorry. The cat, like, will take a 10-second a piss and then spend the next five minutes scratching at the top of the litter box. Like, it's one of those enclosed litter boxes. And she'll, like, scratch at the top of it just for five minutes straight. And she'll look at me while she's doing it. Like, Are you going to say something? Can you hear this? Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear that? How about now? 
I oh, it drives me crazy. <laughs> like I can't focus on what you're saying because okay, so that's awesome. So drive yes, up window, drive up window, and yes, burger. Most of them are in pain. That was kind of what we had in mind when we set up the window. Yeah. So I'm in pain right now. I hurt my shoulder, and it's like really been bugging me the last week. Yeah, you Usually, were saying something about that earlier. I do this like every six months, just from carrying water. Like I'll take a jug off the top shelf and just pull it. Oh. And it usually goes away after a few days, but this has been like all week and it's well, kind of not getting better. I, I'm kind of tripping about it. Like, Well, having to deal with the issues with like my that. knee, it's becoming more apparent to me that I am unfortunately getting older. I know. That's what someone said to me. responding the way it used to. One of my <laughs> friends was like, you try to deliver water like a big delivery guy. You're just a little delivery guy. You're going <laughs> to hurt yourself if you keep that up. Plus, you're getting old. I'm like, damn, I am. I'm 30 now. Shit. Yeah, I'm turning. I'm like this waiting year. for it to go away, like back when I healed like Wolverine, and now I'm healing like Mister Rogers. It's not going away. I'm like, uh oh. Well, and I mean, I this know that we're not like. I know we're not like that old, really. Yeah, but and I mean, I'm not still, like dying of cancer, of, but like it's we're annoying. We're at that you know? age, I think, where our bodies are just starting to yeah. get old. Like, like, let me give you a little sneak peek <laughs> of what's to come. Yeah, the like, summer of 2030. <laughs> <laughs> Your hip goes out. It started out as a quiet date. Oh, it ended in terror. No burger, no gray hair yet. No. Yeah, I, that's. I'm pretty lucky. I one of our friends. He's uh, a, a couple years older than me, and he's got some massive grays. Yeah, I've got massive. a couple friends that are pretty yeah. gray for their age. I'm like, oh man. I, I don't I'm, have any yet. So I'm far, happy so that good. my mom is in her fifties and just started getting gray hair. So I'm <laughs> that's hoping, a good sign. Hoping, yeah, I've got a little bit, of, and I'm also hoping that with how much um, uh, cannabis I ingest, that helps even as a more. preventative. Yes. I like to think that it it helps me just stay well. Yes, I'm well. I'm I'm making sure I don't get sick in the future. All right, well, let's start off the show. Uh, this is the second show we're going to do this segment. At the beginning, we like to to say the government says, hey, this is okay. If you're in pain, use this. Don't use, no. I know I'm giving this to four people currently. <laughs> start out with eight, start out with 28, but uh-huh. 20 of them didn't get no mas. Um Use this. Use this instead. So, the first time on a Saturday's episode, episode 59, Mormon Jihad, yes. we discussed how OxyContin was responsible for the death of the producer of the Chronicles of Narnia. Yes. Well, in this, in tonight's segment, I'd like to focus on uh, the pharmacies that are getting robbed. And as this headline states, besieged. By addicted thieves. Now, keep in mind, these are pharmacies. These can mm-hmm. go anywhere they want. They're not they dispensaries. Want. That's right. They're pharmacies. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this is this one is from Bingham, M.E. Which one's M.E.? Uh, Maryland? <laughs> no, Mar- it's M.D. Uh, Where's M.E., guys? Come on. Oh, this is terrible. Um, the orange signs posted throughout Chet Hibbard's pharmacy here relay a blunt warning. Maine? Maine? Thank you. Could be Maine. <laughs> I thought that, yeah, could be mean. Uh, A blunt warning. (laughs) We do not stock OxyContin. 
Mr. Hibbard stopped dispensing. Interesting Ooh, choice. Not, uh, uh-huh. The highly addictive painkiller last July after two robberies in ski goggles demanded it at knife point one afternoon as shocked customers looked on. Any uh, demands at knife or gunpoint for medical marijuana yet? Not, no? not here locally. Okay. I mean, it so far, happens so. well, because right. people are bad and people right. do stupid stuff. And that's why I hoped we could contrast the two yeah. in, in this segment every episode. I think it's nice to kind of take a, a look at it and... Exactly, because so, it happens a lot more to pharmacies than dispensaries. Exactly, but people don't realize. No, because all the dispensaries make the headlines And keep first. in mind, this was one out of 20 uh-huh. possible stories that all occurred within the last 48 hours. Right. So, just one. We could do a whole podcast on that, really, if we wanted to. Uh, he says, quote, I want people to know before they even get in the door that we don't have it. Uh, he said of OxyContin, which the authorities say is the most common target of pharmacy robberies here. Quote, hmm. outside hiring an armed guard to be in here 24-7, I don't know what else to do. Hmm. hmm. Maine's problem, it was Maine, good call, whoever Yay. said Maine. It was just me. Oh, hey, nice. Maine's problem is especially stark, but it is hardly the only state dealing with pharmacy robberies. One of the more jarring effects of the prescription drug abuse epidemic that has left drugstores borrowing heist prevention tactics from the more traditional targets, banks. Interesting. Hmm. Banks also get robbed. Interesting. Banks actually get robbed more than dispensaries also. Interesting. So, okay. hmm. uh, in at least one case, a tiny tracking device affixed to a bottle let the police easily track a thief after a robbery. So, thieves, what did we learn now? As soon as you get in your ride, you transfer and you ditch. Okay, let's do that. You transfer. Here, see that? This will be the, the pill bottle. I just robbed. You transfer it and then you ditch and then you get mm. the F.O. Okay. I don't want to see any more people getting getting caught because of these trackers. Silly. Shouldn't well, be robbing It would have pharmacies. been bad or driving erratically or <laughs> yeah, right. speeding or no. Are you ready right. for this little statistic? Huh. This little statistic? More than 1,800 pharmacy robberies have taken place nationally over the last three years, typically conducted by young men seeking, o- seeking opioid painkillers and other drugs to sell or feed their own addictions. Interesting. 1,800. 1,800. The most common targets, oxycodone, legal, Mm -hmm. okay. Um, Hydrocodone, Mm -hmm. okay. Even more so, because Mm -hmm. that's lower tab. That's the lower grade stuff, and Mm -hmm. they give that out to anybody. Yeah. I've seen kids get teeth pulled that have gotten that. Like, there's no problem. Yeah. Well, they'll give it to you whenever, too. Oh, my God. It's safe to take during pregnancy. Interesting. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, And Xanax, of course, a little Benzodiazepines. Zanny, zanny. Uh, the robbers are brazen and desperate. In Rockland, Maine, one wielded a machete as he leapt over a pharmacy counter to snatch the painkiller oxycodone, gulping some before he fled. That's called full-blown DTs all wow. up in there. I can't even wait to... Oh, <laughs> I'm out, <laughs> like choking on it, like grabbing a rock star on the way. 
tossing yeah, two bucks out that's behind me. hardcore DT right there. Wow. Somebody did not <clears throat> want to finish that process. In Satellite Beach, Florida, a robber threatened a pharmacist with a cordless drill last week. And in North Highlands, California, a holdup last summer led to a shootout that left a pharmacy worker a dead. Hmm. Interesting. Sounds pretty dangerous. The crime wave has spurred pharmacists to tighten security measures and add ones they may never have imagined. Many have upgraded their surveillance cameras, some have installed bulletproof glass, and counters high enough to keep would-be robbers from jumping them, giving these pharmacies the aesthetic of an urban liquor store. Mm. And hey, how's your atmosphere in your pharmacy? Bars on the windows. Like a pawn shop? Cameras everywhere. Interesting. Okay. All right. Are you guys okay? What, your friend got killed last week? That's terrible. Pretty, yeah, you're going to talk to the pharmacist through the glass window. Little tiny hole. Yeah. Little tiny tray. Put the money in the tray. What? I can't understand. I can't understand you. Yeah. Here's a note. It says, give me all your oxys. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, this is just terrible. And yeah. this goes on every day. Like I said, go to news.google.com, type in Oxycontin there, and hit enter. Look mm-hmm. what you find. It's it's amazing. The DEA does not routinely investigate reports of pharmacy robberies, and therefore, quote, it cannot be determined what factors are contributing to these types of thefts. Oh, here's an oh, idea that geez. Oxy's may be the most addictive substance known to man. Huh, I wonder hmm. why they won't investigate that. Hmm, interesting. Uh, the police are quietly experimenting with new tools. In Lewiston, Maine, last fall, a Rite Aid pharmacist handed a robber who threatened to shoot her five bottles of Oxycontin, including the one that contained the tracking device. I've also heard uh, some of these places have bottles of fake pills mm-hmm. that they will in, in, in case. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. In case of a robbery. Well, no, they're like they look like. Oxycontin, but they're they're sugar, there's nothing yeah, in yeah, them. Yeah, they're sugar pills. And pills. like it's the bottles the same, and everything. Mm-hmm. They just you know here here you go. And how that pissed would less- you be? You oh. finally got the nerve to go in there and demand some drugs, and you get home and you're like, oh, finally. Could you imagine being uh-huh. like full blown detox? Yeah, dude. Just and, like, I would go back. Who was I would return it. to the scene of the crime and just be like. Like, I know what that feels like, and it's a terrible feeling. It's horrifying. It is so bad. I would rather quit smoking pot any day of the week than ever have to uh-huh. go through that again. Like, it, terrible. Thanks, Doc. No, here, you can take these. It'll be fun. Fun? No, fine. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it'll be fun, too, but you'll be fine. Uh, So, yeah, then, of course, uh, some... Some local law enforcement have been overwhelmed enough by the incidents to seek outside help. Thomas Delaney, the second United States attorney in Maine, announced recently that the federal authorities would help investigate the heist from now on and prosecute some of the cases. Wow, Just thanks. completely out of control. And FYI, Oxycontin goes for a dollar a milligram on the street. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unbelievable. The most popular pill? The 80. I give you a $100 bill, and you're going to hand me a pill? One. And $20. One If I'm pill. lucky. If I'm uh-huh. lucky. Right? Right. And that is just amazing. Nice, guys. I've always thought, I don't know. Like, for me, if I wasn't that bad in detox, 
if somebody was handing me a pill, I would also kind of go through this whole like, how long have they been holding it? Where were they keeping it? Was right. it like in their pocket? <laughs> Ooh, should I really? Uh, I don't know. <coughs> But, like, if I was really needing it, I didn't even give a second thought to where it might have been. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> and they they have... The, the drug company has somehow managed to create a black market mentality while having the drug legal. Mm-hmm. Like, props to you guys for maintaining that fucking scam for so long. Because I am impressed. job. Uh, completely. Well, so. I mean, you know, and it's got to be hard work keeping something oh, so man. addictive on the market for so long. It sells itself, oh, though. Like, yeah. think of the money in advertising you save, right? Does right. OxyContin have a Facebook group? <laughs> <laughs> Do you like OxyContin? Like, I mean, oh. just imagine the pot like OxyContin on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like a bunch of just half sentences that end in Z, 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 Z. <laughs> That'd be so crazy. Oh, oh man. man, I was thinking of getting the kitty a Twitter account. I don't know. Uh, Just kind of seeing how she feels about that. She actually asked me about it the other she day. She did, like, sat there and yeah. talked to you and everything. She was like, hey, I'm getting my droid pretty soon. I'm going to need a Twitter account. I don't have Can I ask what you were fingers. smoking when this conversation happened? <laughs> I don't have fingers, per se, but <laughs> I'm going to need you to help me out with this. All right. Uh, back on track, starting out, of course, in the local scene for us, the great 406 Montana here. Um, where should we start? We got another poll. Mm-hmm. This one from the Missoula Independent. Montanans oppose repeal of Medical Marijuana Act. Interesting. Hmm. That same repeal that just got voted past another legislator meeting? The last one. So now it's going to That was Senate. three. It got passed three times. Yeah, but after the first two, we kind of figured it was going to happen the third time because honestly, no one was changing their vote. After way back when the safe commie mommies tried to get their repeal petition and they failed miserably, I thought that was the last. And now Mm -hmm. it's passed three votes. You went from failing to get enough signatures to having it pass three votes. How the hell did that happen? Yep. That sounds kind of corrupt to me. And it was 62-37. And I think that's, again, wasn't that the same vote as the last two? Interesting, guys. Like, nobody changed their mind. So now it's going to the Senate. This is going to be, like, a big thing. The fact that every single solitary poll that has been released anywhere asking about this has been overwhelmingly... On the side of we oppose repeal. Mm-hmm. And yet, how has it gotten so far? This is surely not the will of the people no. at work here that it's we're experiencing. politicians making moral decisions for us. Is it Joseph Smith's people? Is that who's speaking? Possibly. I mean, you know, that last week we talked about how they, yep. the, that guy in Billings, who's the... Brother Zabawa. Guy, yeah, Zabawa. Is it interesting that after we talked about that, that website, the Montana Festo, is now private? private? That is kind of crazy. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. So poll results released today by Patients and Families United. And I went through at hotboxpodcast.com, if you go to the links page, I went through and uh, updated that, so... Any marijuana or medical marijuana 
question or anything, mm-hmm. go there and look at those resources. I found some great new sites all dedicated to this. Like, check that stuff out if you're curious. Like, it, it's there's good info there. Uh, Patients of Families United suggests that about three out of four Montanans support either more strict regulation of the state's medical marijuana program or no change at all. While only 20% support the outright repeal of the program. Now, how does 20% get pushed three times through legislative process? Because that that 20% has money. And we don't? We sell weed. How do we not have money? And, like, I, I see it. Like, we don't have money. Because How is I this? also grow it and have to pay an electric bill. And right, I have right. to pay money out to okay. hardware stores. And I have to pay money out to the government. But that's all money that's going out to other businesses well, in the community? Yeah, it okay, is. So I mean, I'm circulating it around. Furthering the economy But I don't little. have enough left over to pay off all the people that are sitting up there to have them vote the way I want them to. Right. That 20% probably... The ones with the big income. Yep. The ones that can, you know, pay everybody to say what they want. The findings appear to conflict with the mood in Montana's capital. The Senate will soon take up a bill that would repeal the Montana Medical Marijuana Act. The House passed the measure on Monday by a vote of 62 to 37. This despite the fact that 62% of Montana voters approved the law Back in 04. Imagine why are if we still it was discussing today. Why are we still wasting time discussing this? Because There's nothing else to fix. There's a nothing else. of scared people. That's why. That they're so worried that they suck as parents that some outside influence is going to corrupt their child and they're not going to be able to protect them. That they have to repeal medical marijuana and make people like Ed Bland a criminal. That's much, what yeah. they're doing. That's yeah. appalling to me. It's is that normal to, to anybody? It's for them to have to talk to their kids about is it. Is this normal to anybody? Is anyone looking at this and going, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense? Because from what I hear, everyone... 62 people in the legislature apparently are. Unbelievable. Who's padding their pockets? The Mormons? Well, the safe community, safe kids. Whoever gives this them money disgusting. Out. Public policy polling conducted the poll on behalf of Patients and Families United, a group that lobbies the Montana Legislature for Marijuana Patients' Rights. Find the group's press release below. Uh, right. A statewide poll conducted last week and found that a sizable majority of adult Montana... Did I really say find the group's press below? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> that a sizable majority of adult Montana, and 63%, still supports allowing medical marijuana, and most would support strict new regulations, but... In stark contrast, very few, only 20%, supports current proposals to repeal the state's compassionate medical marijuana law. As a general principle not specific to medical marijuana, only 24% of Montanans believes any initiative adopted by a strong majority of voters should be repealed by the legislator. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure that you're not doing what we want you to do. You cannot... No. I will not allow Montana to turn into a dictatorship. That I will not let that happen. And I don't think anybody else that has lived in this state would either. 
Yeah. And that's exactly what this shows is starting to happen. If they're able to take away things that we voted in and the majority voted in. Then what's the point of this whole system yeah, in the first place? Exactly. Then it's going to be complete revolution and things are going to get ugly. You're not allowed to make moral decisions for me. Right. How about I just stop paying taxes? The only time you should worry about me is if I start killing people, robbing people, or yeah, I stop paying taxes. Yeah. I mean, come on. But that's what I'm saying. How about if you repeal this, all of us, we stop paying taxes. Now what? Will they feel that? Is there enough of us that could get together and just be like, screw it? Are there enough businesses that would really do that? I don't. I think I don't think anyone would do that because we're afraid of the IRS. Well, yeah. We're afraid of getting audited. Yeah, the government the government has But think made sure if we are scared. If that 62% just said we're done paying taxes. Do you know what that would do? Oh yeah, that would make things huge. They'd be like, "Here's your weed." Yeah. Can we please have our money? Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh Tom Dober, the Patients, Families United founder and director. He says, slightly more than 62% of voters who adopted this compassionate policy in 04 still support protecting medical marijuana patients, and only 20% of adult Montanans believe the legislator should repeal the law. Meanwhile, 60% believe the legislature should instead pass new regulations that are strict and that allow for local controls as well. But remember, if you make them too strict, no one's going to do it. And then what's the point? Mm-hmm. You have to find that happy medium. Mm-hmm. Dobert noted that the poll also found that, quote, a total of 76% of Montanans believe either the law should be left alone, unchanged, or that new regulations should be added. 76%. Okay? Mm-hmm. He emphasized that the poll findings show Montanans as a whole agree with Patients and Families United, which is a great group. Uh, which has supported law enforcement, local government groups, and others who believe the law should be fixed with rigorous regulatory sideboards that require accountability and oversight of those who produce and dispense medical cannabis to patients. And that's that's great. I am totally fine with that. As medical marijuana, if you're going to go through it medically, then yeah, you should have a decently strict process in place to make sure that the pot is good. Mm -hmm. If it's just recreational pot, it doesn't have to be as stringent. You want to make sure there's no chemicals and stuff in it, but it doesn't have to be adhered to the high standards of a medical grade Mm -hmm. product. And that's how it has to be. There has to be medical. There has to be recreational. It has to be that way. You can't just have one or the other. And if it's going to be all taken away, you at least have to have the medical. Mm Mm-hmm. That has to happen regardless. Right. Right. And I think it's going to be a long time before recreation right. is ever embraced. But here. it's such a it's such a no-brainer thing. Like, how much pot do they confiscate from big-time cartel deals, all that stuff? Like, all of that could be put into circulation on the recreational side and be totally fine. Profits, no problem, all day long. It's taxed. It's decent. There you go. Medical people still have their personally grown, really good, high-grade medical stuff. Everyone's happy. Problem solved. How's our deficit? Oh, we're on the the positive? Really? Wow. Wow, we could pay our bills? Look at that. Cool. Could you imagine? Why isn't that happening? Because. That has to happen. That has to happen. Reefer madness. Stupidity. Uh, Finishing up, repealing this law, he says, would be the only step worse than doing nothing to fix it. 
It's neither moral nor practical to suddenly redefine thousands of suffering patients as criminals. Taxpayers can't afford that, and patients who are leading more comfortable, productive lives using cannabis rather than narcotics can't be expected to happily go backwards, he said. Tom Dober. This voter-adopted policy is benefiting a great many people, and it deserves to be fixed in ways that will address everyone's concerns. We're gratified to know that Montanans agree. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. It, detestable that we're even discussing this, but... Unfortunately, we have to. And out of all the comments, the first one, logic and common sense are winning somewhere in the United States. Holy cow. The rest of them... Cannabis is so much safer than alcohol. A giant step backwards. Like, gee, wow. Again. It's going to be an uproar. A, oh, a for huge sure. uproar if it is repealed. There will be impeachments, like, getting, getting flung around, you know? Um, so let's... Uh, we got another Montana story from Missoula here about... Gay rights laws and marijuana. Tell me about this. What? Well, the state house moved Tuesday to undo a Missoula city ordinance that extends discrimination protections to gays and a Missoula county initiative that orders police to make marijuana crimes their lowest priority. So they're going to start being mean to gays and pot and busting people for pot. You're going to be jerks to gay guys that smoke pot. Is that what I'm well, I think getting from they're this? They're going to be jerks to each separately, but if you do both, probably If you happen to more. be a gay guy smoking pot, watch out. Yeah. You might want to move. Um, what did the gays do? Why are they all of a sudden being like, what, what happened, gays? I I don't know. I didn't know that they were causing a problem. <laughs> um, Republicans targeted the local policies in a pair of votes Tuesday, pitting the GOP majority against the liberal stronghold of the Montana Democratic Party. House Bill 516 would undo Missoula's local ordinance protecting residents from housing and employment discrimination based on actual or perceived sexual orientation and gender identity. It cleared its first key house hurdle with a 60 to 39 vote. Hmm. Republicans backing the measure argued that establishing discrimination protections should be left to the statewide anti-discrimination law that protects for the likes of race and religion, but not sexual orientation. Yeah, that, that should be just common sense. Like, it's race, religion, if you sexual must. Sexual orientation. If you're going to make a big deal out of it, then yeah, because that's stupid. Like, what does it matter if he S's a D... Or eats a pee. What do you care? That's so dumb. I know. I'm not judging you because your wife but, is you know, horrid. Like what? It sadly, I think this shows how the politicians are going this round, and it's that's so. Sickening. Are they? Did somebody poison the well? <laughs> uh, uh, it's like zombie apocalypse out there. I, I want to roll through the Senate and start shooting zombies in the head. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just kicking nasty. the door open, dual 45s, just like, boom, but you know, just running through. Yeah, I mean... It, Killing it's, zombies. It's basically... Yeah, I mean, they're just being mean to people for no reason at all. Killing zombies, I'm telling you. Um. So, now... 
With a 68-31 initial vote Tuesday, the House also moved a plan to override Missoula County's initiative making marijuana crimes the lowest priority for police. So Missoula voted in something that right. said that and it now they're... It was a really low priority. But the majority voted in. Y- yeah. And, so and now they're getting they're gonna, rid of it. Yeah. Um, what is the deal with that? I don't understand. It was brought to the legislator with the help of Missoula County Attorney Fred Van Volkenberg, a Democrat, but it was the Republican majority in the House that made the measure possible. Missoula County voters originally approved the initiative with 55% of the vote back mm-hmm. in 2006. County commissioners later amended the measure so felony amounts of marijuana would not be included as the lowest priority. Hmm. Well, that's crazy, and I I don't get why all of this overturning of what the people want is going on. Right. So, all right, I've seen this moving on, still staying in Montana one more time. This has been all over Facebook. I figured we should discuss it. A toddler, okay, Mm -hmm. uh, is now one of the youngest medical marijuana patients in Montana, Mm -hmm. which means that that toddler must have something wrong to where a doctor recommended that marijuana be used in some form or another. I honestly don't see that the toddler's blazing dubs, but you can ingest marijuana in so many ways. Yeah, the edible side of it is... Perfect for that. it is. So we have on one side of this stupid fence... This group that says marijuana is dangerous for their children. Right. Now, we draw a line. On the other side, we have a child that is benefiting from it. Mm -hmm. This is backed by science. This is backed by fear-mongering Mormon BS. Right. Which one are you going to go with? The helping the kids. Right. Very, Very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I like to help kids. So, there are more than 28,000 medical marijuana card holders here in Montana. 51 of them under the age of 18. Holla. Mm-hmm. Hotboxpodcast.com. If you're one of those under 18, we'd like to talk to you on the show. I know I one. just want to make sure that you're not, you know, getting hurt or anything. Because there's this group over here that says this is not good for kids. So, mm-hmm. I just want to make sure you're okay and that, you know, everything's well. Uh, quote, when I see the number 51 and we're in a state of a million people, that's a fraction of a percentage. And even with the 28,000 people that are on the program, it's still a fraction, not even 1%. So the number is really, really small. That's one of the things I think is one of the biggest misperceptions is that there's a ton of kids that are out there that have cards that are in high school and junior high, and they're buying this medical cannabis and giving it to their friends. And that... It's just simply not true. That right there is from Taylan Lang, director of the Missoula chapter of the MMGA. Very well said. Mm-hmm. Impressive. Just given sound bites in the paper, Taylan killing it. Nice. The mm-hmm. Medical Marijuana Act says in order for children to get a card, they have to follow specific guidelines. So we do have regulations in place. For this sort of thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. And a child actually got its card. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Look at the system work, guys. Look at it. It says that they shall issue a registry ID card to a minor if the custodial parent 
or legal guardian for the minor signs and then submits a written statement that the minor's physician has explained the potential risks and benefits of the medical use of marijuana. The custodial parent or legal con- consents to the medical use of marijuana by the minor, agrees to serve as the minor's caregiver, and agrees to control the acquisition of marijuana and the dosage of frequency of the medical use of marijuana by the minor. I... Pretty typical stuff. Right. I had a patient who actually, um, just a few months ago, she moved, so she's no longer my patient. Sure. But her son was one of the minors in Montana who was receiving cannabis. And I mean, he's 17, 16, 17 years old, so he's an older kid, you know. 16, perfect age to right. start but your his mom use told of medical me cannabis. Like, she got the physician's recommendation. She sent everything in. She had to be his caregiver. You that know? I find kind of... Uh, is that it, weird that the parent has to? I, is that I think so you don't sue somebody? Uh, probably. Well, it's probably to ensure that you're making, you know, you're contr- in control of the matter. Right. Because parents know, are like super... It's not just your kid able to go into some guy's house right, and do whatever right. he wants, you know? And that makes sense. Right. And so, but she said that, you know, it, it was a pretty lengthy process, you know, because they don't tell you that you actually, you have to send in a birth certificate and all this other stuff also. When I, you know, when the average person sends their stuff in, it's just the physician statement and the caregiver form. When you're a minor, you have to send in the physician statement, the caregiver form, a birth certificate, and some other paperwork, too, that shows... The whole ball of wax, as they like to say. Pretty much. So, I mean, it's not even like it's an easy task to do. Hmm. And so, 51 of them have it under 18? (laughs) Yep. And they're all... None of them are dead or... Interesting. Well, not from this. Interesting. Do you find that odd? Like, there's a group. Do you? I can hear them. Do you hear it? Listen. Do you hear that? That's that's the group, like holding up their babies, saying it's killing my child. Every time you smoke pot, God kills my child. Mm-hmm. And we have fifty-two of them, and they're doing okay. Yeah. Fifty-one of them. Yeah. And that's not even a big See, number. See, and I, agree. I would that's- wonder. I I. I would like to find out. We've got 51 kid, you know, people under the age of 18 that are using medical marijuana. What if we were to take 51 people under the age of 18 from several different types of drugs that they have to use on a continual basis and see, you know, which actually doesn't kill them off Which first. has the least negative effects on yeah. their health and overall everyday life? Yeah. I mean, I would. I'd wager to make some uh, some guesses. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that there's going to be accidental overdoses. Always bet on green. Yeah, I think one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles said that. (laughs) Donatello. Always bet on green, dude. (laughs) Yeah. But it's just one of those things where I think that you know you there are other drugs out there that that kids get put on. Would you rather your child... so much more dangerous. Would you rather your child smoked, or not even smoke pot, just use cannabis for medical use than any... Well, my son is on several pharmaceutical medications. It makes me sick that he has to take that. But it's like a no-brainer, right? It's common sense to us. It's natural. Like, we would 
naturally gravitate towards recommending this. Right, but I can't give it to him because A, his doctor refuses to wean him off of the medicine he's on. I can't find another doctor that will see a six-year-old child. And, I mean, I know what I would probably end up getting put through when people found out my son was using cannabis. And what bugs me the most, I think, is the fact that this should be a good story about how cannabis has helped this baby. But they're going to spin it like, oh my god, now there's a toddler on medical marijuana. Look how it's spreading. But you know what? My son... they, they, they have no idea. They for my son has to take amphetamines. Amphetamines. That's meth. Don't we have a big well, problem with methamphetamine? Well, is meth. meth, but amphetamine? Yeah, yeah it's a it's, stimulant. It's yeah. a pretty strong one. I'll tell but you what. But don't we have a problem with that? I think we had a an, an Adderall discussion on the jam hole, and yeah, it's it's this is an amphetamine that you're giving. And yeah. Yeah. Okay, so more people die from that. Yeah. And I'm not allowed to give him the thing that won't cause him to go through detox. Yep. Won't make him sick. Oh, you don't have to wean him off of this when he's okay? Interesting. You know, he takes his medicine in the morning and he doesn't want to eat anything all day long. I bet. Because he's... He's really skinny yeah. because of that. Yeah. That's crazy. But then they have me give him the clonidine at night. Of course. With, or the Seroquel at night, which makes him all hungry. Right. And then the clonidine right after that. Two of his medications, if he stops taking, he goes through detox. And I have to take him to the hospital. Thanks. Yep. <laughs> it's crazy. And they look at it like it's a bad thing when a child gets a card like that. It's like it, when it happens, and out of a whole state, like you said, 51 people, like that's each and every time that's happened, it hasn't been because of a recreational w- use mm-hmm. purpose. Like they, this child greatly benefits from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, One of the state's youngest medical cannabis cardholders is Cash Hyde, a two and a half year old boy who battled a brain tumor and kicked its ass. Yeah, that's awesome. He's two and a half and he's already triumphed a brain tumor. Yep. His dad says the drug helped Cash with his battle. Quote, I believe that, you know, Cash is with us for a lot of reasons. One of them I would have to say is the power of prayer. Uh, You just Mm -hmm. ruined it for me. One, he's a walking miracle, and the other... Really? He's a walking miracle, and he's a walking testification of what modern medicine and science has done. That's not a miracle. That's people using their brains and not saying, oh, I hope God fixes it, and then, like, waiting. Could you imagine where we would be if that was the case? So he is a miracle. Well, right, but he's not walking. He had a brain tumor and he won, which there's a lot of people who haven't been able to do that. I don't know. I have a hard time when they take away the the science, the pat on. Well, no, just like there's a human that did that. It Mm -hmm. wasn't a miracle from God. It wasn't because you prayed. It was because that fool studied really hard when he went to school and was really good at what he did and went in there and did his thing. It has nothing like I I have a hard time when they take away the credit from like the human that just did an amazing thing. And they're like, oh, it's a miracle. Okay, well, we'll all just sit and pray for food tonight and hope we eat, I guess. It's so stupid. Uh, Cash's parents were there every step through his battle and watched as drugs prescribed by his doctors made him hallucinate and stop his heart. Huh. Interesting. That wasn't marijuana, was it? No. 
Cash's dad says medical cannabis helped rebuild his organs that were damaged from the chemo, helped with his appetite, and helped him sleep. Mm-hmm. Quote, I watched Cash not be able to eat for over 40 days and 40 nights. Live off nothing but fluid intravenously to the point where he couldn't lift his head off his pillow. I realized along the way in his journey that there's a quantity of life, a quality of life, excuse me. <laughs> is that a Freudian slip? <laughs> there is a, a quality of life that a lot of people do not have, and it's because of the drugs that they're given. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. With medical cannabis so new to many, some are worried of the effect it may have on young developing brains. Brandy Tyree, the Missoula Underage Substance Abuse Prevention Coordinator, spends her days trying to keep kids away from marijuana. Well, unless, in the case of kids, unless it's something like a brain tumor or like real serious stuff, then yeah, maybe they don't need it. But they don't also need all of this amphetamine and, you know, right. all of these benzos to, you know, equal them out. Right. If it comes down to giving pharmaceuticals i would say try cannabis first because what's the worst that'll happen it's not going to hurt them and it it may help it probably will help and that's that's so crazy Uh, well look at miko perez i mean her son joey which jimmy one pointed out in the chat i mean he uses cannabis and it's an amazing he's autistic yeah also yeah he's autistic and actually i mean he technically should not be alive i mean he was going to it's infuriating to know that they can just with this vote make this little two and a half year old have to go back on all these pharmaceuticals and nico have to go back on pharmaceuticals and having kids not have the option to try something natural before they start doping amphetamines and ritalin and benzos right it, it's sad. It it's is terrible. And see, Miko actually, you can see um uh the story and her organization at uf4a.org. And that's actually an organization that she's, you know, behind that helps kids with autism. And and their main focal point is the fact that cannabis has helped kids with autism. Fact. Fact. Her Not son, harmed. her son is living, breathing proof hmm. that cannabis can help children. Not harm, right? Help. He actually. Interesting. She has gone from being someone who thought her son was going to be gone at any moment to now posting videos of him. Can you imagine that dancing feeling? around and singing music? That's amazing. But it can you is. imagine that feeling and the doctors being like, "We've given him everything we can," like. Yeah, there's nothing else we can do. That's I, yeah. so crazy. When my son was diagnosed with autism, I mean, that was hard. And that was just knowing he was going to have this disability for life. Right. You know, I mean, and he's he's had some health problems, but it was never so bad that I thought he was going to die right then and right. there. But it's still difficult. You know, I can't imagine having to go through that. That's that is some serious intense shit yeah, right for there. Sure. Absolutely. You know, but she is really coming out and forward about people kids like using that have cannabis. to because yeah. we have directors of abuse, substance abuse pl- things like trying to totally negate anything that you're trying to say is it's doing good. Mm-hmm. She says, quote, the THC will interfere with concentration, learning, problem solving, short term memory, all the things that are already being interfered with. Right. Already. Mm -hmm. Uh, All the things that kids need, especially when they're in school and trying to learn. 
when you have a child that's high at school, basically they're not learning, so everything they've learned at school is then forgotten because they were high. Really? Because I was high in school, and I remember all sorts of stuff, so I don't know what you're talking about. But, and sure, some kids shouldn't. Some people shouldn't. Yeah. They're... You can't go around saying that. There's so many things then that you can be like, well, you shouldn't do that and you shouldn't do it. Like, where does it end? Mm-hmm. You can't. I will if I want to. How about that? Do you want to? Then don't. But your decision has no effect on my decision and vice versa. So I can't tell you not to if you want to and you can't tell me to stop if I am. Get it? It's Good. amazingness. I, it's sad. It's so, I, it, the whole thing. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Killing zombies. I'm telling you. Quote: Our coalition is designed to keep kids from using substances, illegal or otherwise. Alcohol, obviously, is illegal for kids, but not for adults. We still don't want kids using it. Well, guess what? They're using it. They're washing down their oxies with it. Oh my god. Marijuana, we take the same stance. It's a substance that's hurtful for the brain during development. We believe it's harmful for kids, and in our opinion, no, we don't think kids should be using it. Blah. Lang, Talon, asked people to look into the issue before making a decision. Quote, I would tell people before they make a decision on this to really do their research and check the facts out. If you or someone you know has battled cancer, I don't have to tell you how devastating it is to watch chemo and cancer consume your loved one. And when you can actually watch something that you're doing for them actually benefit them in a way that nobody else can do, you feel empowered, you feel like you can make a difference. Another important fact caregivers emphasize is that children cardholders are usually ingesting the drug, not smoking it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. They can eat it in baked goods like cookies, cakes, or brownies, or they can take a pill or a liquid form of the medicine. Boom. Yeah. That's how it's done. What are you worried about? Trust me, they're going to get more money for their Ritalin pills that they're selling to their friends and the oxys that they stole from you than they are with their weed brownie that keeps their freaking seizures in check. It's so unbelievable. So, there you go. That's the kid. That's the toddler, the youngest Montana medical marijuana patient. And for good reason, mm -hmm. right? Is there anybody out there that can say that marijuana should not be given to that toddler? Well, the really cold-hearted, safe commie mommy. But, like, logically, can you... Like, it's benefiting clearly. I can't Can you take that away? That. No. Okay. Thank you. And as a parent, I mean, I, I know what it feels like to, to want to give your child everything to make them better. Right? Exactly. I mean, you'll, you'll give them anything. You'll go kill the most endangered species on this planet if you think something on it will save your child. Yep. You know? And this plant has so many benefits and it could actually be the safest thing for so many of these kids that are going right? through this. How many of those drugs that you're handing them can say that? <laughs> Well, there's a lot of kids, yeah, they get sick with this, they take all these medications, and then they end up in renal failure. Right. Or like, with some kind of brain damage. Like Jimmy once says, cannabis should be more readily available to children before pills. Absolutely. Yes. 
Absolutely. In, in the edible form or the liquid form. Or otherwise. I mean, it should be available to them because out of anybody, who should we... I mean, honestly, they're kids. Their bodies need... Don't need the pharmaceuticals. Their bodies no. don't need those extra things going into it when they're going through hormonal changes and they're growing. But they have a developing endocannabinoid system already. So, hey. Yeah. Just feed it. Well, I still remember being a kid and getting, you know, having... Oh, let's see. They had me try all the different antidepressants that there were. Yep. And then, of course, as I got older, then all the stories started coming out about how those <laughs> antidepressants made right. teenagers want to kill themselves more. Oh, uh, interesting. And then I was like, oh, well, that explains why it never went away. Interesting. Thanks for keeping me depressed my entire <laughs> right. teenage years. I, pre- I appreciate that. Thank you, guys. All right. Well, before we get out of here, I got a little study action for us. The FDA, Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, or SAMHSA, and the National Institute for Drug Abuse, NIDA, all contend that no sound scientific studies support the medicinal use of cannabis, which means they're able to include marijuana in the list of Schedule I drugs. Interesting. But despite this... Patients around the world use medical marijuana to alleviate countless medical conditions. Can I... Countless medical conditions. That means uncountable. So many. I'm not going to waste time counting them all. Right. Including neuropathic pain. Neuropathic pain is a chronic pain as a result from an injury to the nervous system. Neuropathic pain often seems to have no obvious cause, but according to MedicineNet.com, some common causes of neuropathic pain include alcoholism, amputation, back, leg, and hip problems, chemotherapy, diabetes, facial nerve problems, HIV infection, or AIDS, multiple sclerosis, shingles, and spine surgery. You just sounded like the end of a commercial. I should totally speed that up in post. In 07, researchers supported by Grant CO1DA114 from the University... Oh, yeah, that one. I voted for that one, sure. Uh, the University of California Center for Medicinal Cannabis Research decided to prove the FDA, SAMHSA, and NIDA wrong. We've been proving them wrong, but I'm glad you did too, because they might actually listen to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and find out if cannabis actually does help patients with neuropathic pain. They conducted a double-blinded, placebo-controlled crossover study evaluating the analgesic or pain-relieving qualities of smoking cannabis for a neuropathic pain. So they did, like, every study possible. They did it well. Yeah. The results were documented in a study called A Randomized Placebo-Controlled Crossover Trial of Cannabis Cigarettes in Neuropathic Pain, which was published in the Journal of Pain in April of 08. Ooh. The researchers studied 38 patients with central and peripheral neuropathic pain, The patients underwent a standardized procedure for smoking either high-dose, 7%, low-dose, 3.5%, or placebo cannabis. I would be so mad. Don't give me that Uh bunk cannabis. 7%? That's not... Is that... What are we smoking Mm. here? What is this? This is higher than 7%. Higher than 7, I would hope. Either that or I'm getting weak. This is 20-something percent, probably. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. In the end, yeah. (laughs) In the end, (laughs) 
In the end, the study concluded that cannabis may be an alternative for neuropathic pain patients who do not respond to or cannot tolerate other drugs. The researchers concluded that their findings, quote, add to a growing body of evidence that cannabis may be effective at ameliorating neuropathic pain. That sure sounds like medicinal use to me. Huh? Is that medical? Sounds medical. And just another reason why marijuana should not be classified as a Schedule 1. Thank you, MarijuanaDoctors.com. There's the link in the chat if you'd like to check it. Burger says, judging by your eyes, 19 to 25%. Yay. Nice. So there you go. Uh, Schedule 1, I say, uh uh-uh. No. Scheduled at all? Pretty Mm. sure no. I don't believe it needs to be. No, I think it's I think it's okay. Not until someone ODs from it, I say no schedule. No. I think if we have any kind of prohibition, it should be against, like, poison ivy. Yeah. You know? Or something like that. Or, I mean, oleander's pretty dangerous. You know? It's a good point. Well, oh well. Or date rape. Date rape. Yeah. (laughs) That's terrible. That is terrible, but But, I think there's already a group fighting that one. Well, maybe you should help them. You want them to schedule date rape? I want you, yeah. (laughs) I want you to schedule me in a date rape tomorrow evening about 7.30. Can you, all right? Oh, no. Thanks for joining us. That's an episode of Hot Box, (laughs) Sandy. It's been a slice, of course. Thank you, thank you, everybody. Thank you, everyone in the chat. Go check out the new Hotbox forums brought to you by the Jamhole, of course. Go interact with everybody. You're all the same listeners. You listen yes. to, to all of us. So check that out and interact in the community. Uh, info at hotboxpodcast.com. Leave comments on the episode post. Talk about it there. Let's discuss and get this out there and make changes and say, no, commie mommies. We're not going to change our lives because you suck at being parents. Right. That's right. Right. Our kids are fine. Oh, oh, and also go to um, hotboxpodcast.com slash waywayhighpatrol. Yeah. Hotboxpodcast.com slash waywayhighpatrol if you want to pre-order your state's Way High Patrol stickers. If we don't have it, email info at hotboxpodcast.com, and when I get time, I'll start making some more of those. And yeah, that's how it's done. So we'll see you guys again on On Saturday. Saturday. Love the Saturday shows. Just relaxing, smoking, talking. Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk again about this repeal bullshit, okay? That's it. I think they're taking a break, so we've got a little bit of time to where we could probably just bitch about it, but yeah, right. they won't be doing anything. And, of course, you can always leave us a message, 406-204-4687. Thank you, Sandy. We'll see you guys Thank later. Thank you, Matt. Peace. Bye. If you like, you we, like this we, is where you, where need, you need, need to be. be. <laughs> if you like weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to the Hot Boss Podcast.